What's going on guys? If this is your first time tuning into Living Real Driven, welcome. I'm your host Nick Updike and I started this podcast to really help you guys push your comfort zone, get uncomfortable and evolve mentally, physically, spiritually and most importantly embrace that badass version of yourself that you're meant to be whether you believe it or not. I'm going to get you to believe it. So get ready to hear from experts in different industries as well as people that are just like you and me that are pursuing their passions to the fullest and taking that necessary massive action regardless of all the challenges and adversities and punches in the face that they're going to experience on their journey. I'm going to show you guys that living an impactful life filled with purpose is possible. You don't have to settle for that 9 to 5 average life if you're willing to work your ass off and make the necessary sacrifices. No more freaking excuses. If you're ready to dominate life and become the person you're destined to be, get your notes out and let's begin living a real driven life today. What's up guys? Welcome to Living Real Driven. I'm your host Nick Updike and today I have a very talented artist who's painted pictures for guys like Gary Vee, Ty Lopez, and hopefully with Khalifa back here as you can see. But what I admire so much about Anthony is he's very different than most artists that I've met. He's very, very dedicated to his personal development and he's just out there trying to live a real driven life. So I thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, so I think let's dive into where your passion for art began and you know, how did how did this come into your life, man? I mean, look at, I look at these paintings and I'm like, this guy's been practicing art for decades but then <laughs> i forgot to mention he's only 19 years old which yeah. is insane to me all right man well ever since like i could hold on to like a crayon or something i'd just be like scribbling around and like just been drawing for my entire life and uh i really started to take it serious a lot more serious about two three four years ago i did like my first painting and um it really just kind of launched from there two or three years ago mm. <laughs> you just started you're just like yeah I'm just gonna start. Like the skills start have getting always, a little serious. Skills about have this. always been there, and I've kind of just been growing on them because it's really progressive. Right. So like you kind of draw and paint at the same time. I think the skills are interchangeable. So like just kind of progressing, pick up the paintbrush, make some terrible paintings. And right. A lot of hours later. So it's a it's been a go. very long learning process for you. It's been. I'm gonna yeah. build on what I learned for my entire life. Were you always passionate about it from when you were younger, or did that passion grow over time? You know, because you started like drawing and stuff. And I'm sure it was for fun, like you like you enjoyed it. But then, as you started getting more serious with it, you're like, "Wow, this is something I could really pursue and like really dive into." Mm-hmm. Well, I've always enjoyed creating stuff, but like I said, I didn't take it serious. So like, I just draw in class, I make a doodle, and it might be better than the kid sitting next to me doodle. But it doesn't mean like I think I'm gonna be like professional, gonna sell in like galleries and stuff. But uh, the real turning point for where I started taking more seriously, as I told you earlier, I had that state trooper, and. Uh, his son's actually a close homie of mine, and uh, we mountain bike, and I found out he passed away in the Charlottesville hate rally. You remember it a few years ago? I and, heard um, about it, but... So he was in the helicopter, and he crashed, and sadly passed away. So I heard about it, spent, like, stayed up 24 hours, did the entire painting, and like gave it to the family. It was still wet. Like I handed it to the family like the next day or two, and like just the reaction I got from that was like super heartfelt, and I just never felt the same way about what I could do and the value I could deliver. And he had no idea you were making that painting for him? No. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, I can't imagine, dude, like, the feeling of, because that's something he's going to have for the rest of his life, man, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so I heartfelt so. and so much time went into it, so much emotion. 
That's that's really cool, man. I appreciate it. So something I was curious about: Have your have like your parents always been really supportive of your art career and all of that, and like really getting into it, or did they want you to go to college or see like business or something, or is they just kind of like, yeah, Anthony, you know, do what you want to do, <laughs> yo, go with the flow. I mean, like they've always been supportive of anything that I show interest in, but um, like most like most parents, until you show them some real reason to believe in you, like college is kind of like the safety net and like if after you graduate high school it's like where are you going to college like when you why aren't you filling out applications like you got some stuff to do we're gonna get this advanced diploma all this stuff matters a lot and I was just like not feeling it my senior year I had the art show I had an art show I was 17 years old and uh the option was stay in Lynchburg and do your art show or go back to public school you have to come back to Richmond and I was like I think mm. I'll just do online school and that's <laughs> kind of where it kind of like started splitting off from like the normal I, right. like, I don't think I'd go to college. Can't go back. So where was that point where your parents were like, my son has some talent here, like he has some potential? I don't Is it know, after man. the big We'd monkey guy? Because I think, I think that would do that for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what they're really thinking, but like, I'm sure the art show at 17 was kind of like a, like taking it back, like he, he's serious. Like I had quite a bit of work in the show. Like he's putting some work in, but like they can, they've always known that I'm like, if I'm in, I'm in. I'm going to go all out. So I think they just support me. I feel that. So what's your favorite type of art to to paint or draw? Like, what's your favorite type to create? Or just does it depend? I think the portraits are definitely challenging, and I like the reactions more for portraits because people, the portraits I kind of I paint, they have more value associated with them to the person. Like if it's a gift to the family, if it's a family member that's passed away, so like I like I really like the reaction I like if they genuinely like it as opposed to a landscape. Right. If they're not connected to the landscape. Yeah, exactly. You don't really get a great reaction. I feel just that. to like it was so when you're talking about that accident where you gave that guy the painting I also mm-hmm. saw one where you painted a guy kayaking was yeah. that the same person or not the you, same person was that we tell me a little bit about that one because yeah was there like a story behind it or there anything? is so his name is Christian Wood and he passed away kayaking in the James River here in Richmond okay last year in I believe February and um he just drowned it was super terrible and one of the family friends of his parents reached out to me because they were aware of me from their son in social media. I had a class with them, like Spanish class. And um, so he was just familiar with my work. He reached out to me. He said, this is what happened. I have a family friend. Their son just passed away. It's a terrible accident. He's like, can you do a commission for us like, of the piece? We're going to keep a secret and give it to them. I was like, I'm game. I love the meaning behind it. And like, I was all for it. So I had to get some real good pictures. We had to kind of do it low key without hitting the parents right, up directly. Right, right. That's always a challenge. But got a good picture. Shout out to the photographer. I don't know who you are, but um, <laughs> great picture, and it, it really did justice. Well, I hope it did justice. Yeah, it. and I'll throw a picture of that one in, because that one, that one had so much detail you as like well. That yeah, that one was really cool, the, the, the kayaking through mm-hmm. the river, the water, man. Mm. I don't know. I really like that one. I just That one popped up in my I head. It. What artist inspires you the most, man? Because is there one person that you look up to, and you get designs from, and <laughs> stuff like that, or is it just all your creative brilliance like where do you get your inspiration where do you get your inspiration from bro so my grandma is an art she was an art instructor she was an art professor at a college so she's had a real heavy hand influence in my life from a young age like I said like pick up the crayon she'd be like you should do the crayon and do this so she's just always like giving me pointers and um yeah she's just always instructing me what was the question? I totally like Yeah, is there someone who in- inspired you? Okay, or, yeah, like, yeah. So she was always, like, she was always giving me art books and stuff of, like, professional artists, like Leonardo da Vinci. And I'd be, like, flipping through it and, like, naturally aspiring to be like him because he's what I'm familiar with. 
So I kind of set the standard high. I'm just still trying to yeah. reach it. <laughs> Dude, you're coming. And what's the most meaningful piece you've you've created so far? Is there one that was just That's you put hard. a lot of work in, a lot of sweat, a lot of aggravation, and it's just like, wow, I completed this? Or I don't know if there's one favorite of mine. Like I like the pieces that are most recent to me because I think they reflect my current skill level the best. I look back at old work and cringe, but as far as meaningful to me, the most meaningful pieces that I find are the ones that I know really affected the family in a good way. Right. And are you really attached to, your, to all your artwork? Are you Not really. No? No. So, I feel like as an artist, you spend so much time on it, you would become like, you're like, damn, I don't really want to give this away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that not ever a case? Sometimes, it's kind of like, it's hard to part with it, but I know if the person actually likes it, they like art, I'm happy to I feel give that, that to them. And are you, are you a perfectionist at all? Because I'm very much a perfectionist, and sometimes I don't want to put things out because I'm like, oh, it's not ready yet. I saw your like, video on perfectionism. Yeah, you saw killing, that? Exactly. Killing. And that's, dude, that's like how I actually am. Mm. So I was wondering with your paintings, because there's so much detail in them, if you ever struggle with feeling like it's complete. I do. I, um, I used to care a lot more about that as far as the social aspect from social media. It's like, I don't think I should post anything that's not complete. I should have these well-formulated captions, I should do this and that, and like try to strive for excellence on Instagram, and now I'm kind of just throwing my studies out there, my practices, what I'm doing, I'm trying to give more specific tips and stuff that I use, like I like to go to yard sales, and like a frame like this, I got this from Michaels, it's like a few hundred dollars for a frame to go get a frame to Michaels, and um, I'll go to yard sales and find frames similar, like gold frames, I like gold frames for stuff, it'll be like four bucks. And I'll just take whatever's out of them, stick my artwork yeah, in it. Yeah, clean them up. Yeah, it's just like, pointers like that can help artists, and like, if I can give you that pointer. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like it's more important to provide people value and show, like, realistically what you do and what goes into it, mm -hmm. instead of just putting a perfect picture, perfect everything. Yeah. Nothing about what you actually did, or the mm -hmm. process, but yeah, just a perfect, you know, nice caption. Yeah, I'd rather... I'd much rather follow someone who's actually giving tips and pointers mm -hmm. and all that. And I know you do that, and you do that more than just with the paintings. You do that with all your personal development, the books you read, everything that has helped you along your journey. I appreciate it. Let's actually dive into a little bit about the personal development aspects. Right. Like, how important is self-education to you? I think everybody should be a lifelong learner. Yeah. And what Sounds do you, like right out of a book. <laughs> everyone should learn, all the time. All the time. What type of stuff do you do to keep growing and uh, honing your skills? Well, I think um, where you get your information is super important. So, like, I only take books off recommendation from people that I respect. And, like, that also kind of glides with books that are kind of well-known already. So, like, get a book recommendation, respect the person, like, I'll get the book. I don't just want to read an entire library and hopefully get just a nugget out of it. go to the business section of the library and just, like, a hundred books. This, trash one, this one has a cool title. <laughs> Not the way to go. <laughs> Do you have but, a favorite book? Um, All right, let's... That's that's so broad, man. Like, it is. do you have a favorite? How about you name like three favorite books, and then like what, how they've impacted you? That's good. Outwitting the Devil comes to mind. Napoleon uh, Hill. Yeah. Okay, I've book. actually haven't read that one. I just finished oh. Three Feet from Gold though. Was... It's really good though, right? You like yeah, that one? yeah, I liked it. It's super good. Casey it, gave me that one. Dude, it's crazy because it was written so long ago, mm -hmm. but a lot of the principles and the topics still apply to today, and it's like Three wow, Feet like, from Gold. Oh no! I read Three Feet from Gold. I okay. was thinking Think Grow Rich. Okay. Three Thinking Grow Rich. I just finished, yes. and that one was written, and he talks about like Henry Ford and stuff. I'm yeah. like, damn, how old is this book again? <laughs> but I'm like, it's still everything still makes sense yeah, and still it all applies. applies. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, so like, Outwitting the Devil, 
I just finished a book. It's um, Eat More Chicken, Inspire More People. It's by the Chick-fil-A founder. And it was surprisingly one of my favorite books I've ever read. Yeah. Super good. Definitely recommend. It's more of a biography, and I'm usually super zoned out when I read biographies. Most people bore me in that sense, but like, super good writer, entertaining. His stories are super unique. He's just a baller. And uh, What's his name? The story. CEO? Trick Cathy. Because I remember in Three Feet from Gold, they mentioned yes, I remember because yes. they... And he was—he just seemed like a really cool guy. He's a like, gangster. Yeah, and he like really is for his employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm That's sure really like cool. really cool, interesting story. All right, what else? Third, third one. Third. Self help book. Um, I'm rereading. Thinking Grow Rich is always a go to for like everybody that answers this question. But um, how to win friends and influence people. I'm rereading that right now, and it's just like that... making concrete in my head. Like this is a great book. Like coming back to it. That's a classic. That's Dale Carnegie? I, I believe so. Yeah. I haven't read that one Great. either, dude. There's so many classics, bro. <laughs> I'm like going back through and reading the classics now because I kind of skipped them somehow. Yeah. So I'm going back. I'm reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad right now. You like that one? Yeah. I really like it. I'm only on page like 50, but it makes so much sense to me. Uh-huh. And it's crazy because so many people don't understand and they are striving for that, that poor dad lifestyle, yeah. like going to school, doing getting a job, working for people. And I love how it talks about like having money work for you mm-hmm. because that's so important especially if you want to actually create wealth and not like trap yourself bro and that's something I'm all about like for people that follow me and Relentless by Tim Grover and Cashflow Quadrants is also a good one yeah Relentless I heard uh, I watched the Tim Grover podcast on with Andy Priscilla yeah it's really good he spits fire yeah so what is it about art that captivates you the most and keeps you going every brushstroke is definitely calculated and a challenge so like there's no painting you like it's it doesn't get easier as you go along your work might start to look better as you develop skills techniques you kind of know more what you're doing but like a paintbrush never falls exactly where it's supposed to be it doesn't really happen like that so it's always right. a challenge i like challenges i like challenges. i like challenges too man <laughs> yeah. but yeah dude it's crazy because every single picture is so different and mm-hmm. like there's so many i don't know that much about painting man but there's a lot of different types of paint there's a lot of different yeah. styles there's a lot of Besides painting, there's like pastels. Mm. There's freaking not. They're not pencils, dude. What are they? Colored pencils. I don't know. I see people like the, like the, the nice ass pencils. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. They got watercolor pencils. Yeah, but there's just so many different styles to like get better at. Yeah. There's so many different techniques to always improve on. So it's not something you just like become great at and like you can't improve. Mm. And that's something like I always need something to evolve to, something to strive for. As soon as you start like thinking you don't need any more improvement, like. You're on the decline. Yeah, for sure. And actually, like, do you have any mentors? I know you talked about your grandma some, and she mm-hmm. kind of influenced you and got you into art. But mm-hmm. do you have any like actual mentors that teach you techniques that mm-hmm. to help you improve? Yes, my grandma actually introduced me to one of my favorite mentors. Is um his name's David Heath, and he's in a group with um Lois Virginia Babs, Charlie, um, Rodney Laughlin, and like they're all planar painters. So we go outside with this thing. Actually, it's a portable easel. Okay. Yeah, so I just paint outdoors, and they've been teaching me a lot about landscapes, composition, like all that stuff. So I've been learning with David for the most part, and um, I've, I have another one named Michael Compton. He teaches okay. me a lot about drawing and stuff like that. Sweet, dude. Yeah. So besides your mentors, like how did you learn how to paint portraits? Did you just trial and error, or did you like YouTube the shit out of it? Um, I used to or... actually watch Bob Ross on Netflix. <laughs> He's the legend, man. My man's afro. But um, I... 
the computer is actually downstairs, and you see my easel over here. I watched the watch the video, sprint upstairs so I still remember it. Do his brush stroke, put the brush down, go back downstairs, and just do the whole painting like that. And that's kind of how I started to develop some skills that I didn't have before. And then as far as portrait goes, it was a lot of trial and error and it. terrible paintings. See what you need, bro, is you need to set your laptop up, post a big monitor up there, and then have it stream to the monitor so you can look up and be like, all right. And then go, and then look up, and then go. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. But like, if you could give anyone who's starting in art and is super passionate about you know, getting into painting and stuff, what's the one tip you would give them to help improve or to maybe just take their games to the next level? So trial and error is definitely, like, people don't want to work. They just want to have skills, like, appear out of thin air. And as far as, like, classical drawing and any any kind of drawing instruction or painting instruction that really makes a difference and really gets fermented in your mind really comes from practice. It's like, practice a lot, fail often, actively seek out people that are better than you. That's huge. Yeah. I do that for, I mean, I, I think that applies to pretty everything. much everything in everything. life, man. You always want to be around people who are striving for more and, you know, mm -hmm. they're always trying to get better. It's super easy to get stagnant when all your friends it's, are. Bro, you don't have to tell me, man. <laughs> I'm, I live it. I live in. You have to. Sometimes you have to go out of your way to, you know, surround yourself with those like-minded individuals that are. Sometimes it's hard more. to like split off. It is hard, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Big tip though. That's that's super important. If you take anything away, like surround yourself with people who are striving for more in life. Mm -hmm. well, something I was curious. I kind of touched on this a little bit, but are there? Do you ever have any moments where you get like really frustrated? When you're working on a painting, like, I don't know how much detail you guys can see, but some of these paintings are in such great detail, and you just feel like, you're just like, oh, you keep messing up, or, like, it's mm. not turning out the way you want, and you just, like, you're like, all right, I'll go back to this one later. Yeah. Like, do you ever get really frustrated? Because specific, I feel like I would get super, super frustrated. Yes, there's a specific example that comes to mind every single time when I get asked, like, do you mess up? Like, what do you not like about it? Like people just looking for negative stuff I don't, I don't get it but like there's this one example it's for the Chick-fil-A painting I had a bunch of local landmarks that I was asked for the commission to incorporate in this collage Chick-fil-A's in the center and like all the places we chose have a bunch of bricks and I'm detailed like you said so like I'm doing each oh, brick the lights hitting this each one brick. brick and it was just the most tedious monotonous process ever and like I was just waking up dreading it's like why aren't the bricks done? Yeah, man. Like, what keeps you going at that point, dude? Because that is so tedious. Yeah. Dude, coffee. Bricks. A coffee. lot of coffee. Coffee. Knowing it'll get done eventually and I'll be happy. So do done. you work on most like one painting at a time and just go ham on it? Or do you like kind of work on one and then you work, you get tired of it, you work mm -hmm. on another and you go back and forth? or Kind of building off that thing that I said with like landscapes and portraits, I like to keep myself interested because I do lose um, interest in things pretty quickly if I gets too monotonous like the bricks they were terrible so i'll just bounce back and forth between paintings oftentimes right. yeah i kind of do the same thing with books like mm. if i'm sometimes unless a book's really really good and i'm just like going through it i like sometimes i'm like i don't really feel like reading about this right now and i'll yeah. just pick up another book yeah. and read about that so i'll have like two or three books going at one time and if you try to keep going when the interest isn't there like you're kind of just like you're not taking it in yeah nothing's retained all right so you've painted pictures for people like Gary Vee and Ty Lopez, mm. first of all, how did you get in contact with those guys? And secondly, what's it like meeting them and giving them the picture, bro? Because that's super cool. We were talking earlier in the gym about Gary. Yeah. Gary's the most genuine, authentic person I've ever met. I shook his hand for the first time, 
he's like looking right in my eyes and I felt like we knew each other and I could call him dad like it was, it was wild but I really just utilized my opportunities we were talking with Casey he's still here right and um he had a meeting with Gary it was like 15 minutes I was like dude can I come <laughs> so like I finessed he's like bro I'll paint a picture I'll ship it out myself like I'll get my plane ticket whatever like if I could sit on on the meeting like we'll like smack you'll be remembered like you like sometimes you have to find like things aren't just gonna fall into your lap sometimes you know you yeah. gotta you gotta make it work you gotta send a DM you gotta full send full send into full the send DMs it. that'll work so like looking forward what is kind of your ultimate goal as an artist? Are, are there any people like you really want to paint or any museums that you like aspire to be in? I'm just curious. Definitely. Like I want to show work in the Louvre. I want to sell pieces at Sotheby's auction house. And um, I want to be in the most prominent galleries. I always tell people to sum it up like as far as like a status point and like recognition standpoint. Like if the Queen of England wants a portrait done, she's going to think my name's going to come to mind. And like that's that. how it's going to be. So that's kind of what I aspire to. I definitely want to fulfill my true potential and I believe like mindset is everything and if you think your potential is boundless like that's what it is it is always gonna be striving for it that's fine we were actually talking about law of attraction earlier we were, yeah. we were working on he's like do you believe in law of attraction and I'm like you should see my notebook bro <laughs> we, were t- we were talking about hiking the whole time we look up on the TV doing calf workout and this, this person hiking <laughs> it's like what so what are your thoughts on it man like do you uh do you utilize manifestation or do you do you work on your thoughts or how do you I definitely have to stop it? my thoughts when I go negative and it's I, I credit my dad to this because as soon like when I was super little we'd always be driving I'd be riding shotgun he asked me what are you thinking and I believe that started the firing process super early like what am I thinking like so I started monitoring my thoughts ever since my dad was asking me that question I'm not super um I don't know, educated on quantum theory and all the right. attraction, like the science behind it. But I do believe, like, you, you manifest rocket, things baby. into your life. Yeah, shout out. I'm on a winning streak. Winning streak. Yeah. But I think you definitely attract things into your life, especially your primary thoughts. I do too, 100%. You actually, you have to check out Dr. Joe Dispinoza. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. He has some really good stuff, like, on YouTube and everything. But that's a side thing. I can't remember what I, where I've heard of him. He, he talks about some quantum, like, law of attraction, hmm. quantum quantum theory and physics it's super and stuff. cool stuff it's so interesting how the mind works man Charlie I can dumbs watch, it down for me he dumbs it down so much but when you actually learn about how the brain works and, and how I remember certain things have you read The Secret? Uh, no. like the super I've heard of it down. yeah me too it's, I have not read it yet that's about law of attraction mm-hmm. right? No, I'll probably, I'm just probably just gonna read it just cause it's I like to hear different people's perspectives on it yeah. because they may explain it different ways but it all like, boils One might down not click to the same until you get the right one exactly exactly all right, let's talk about a little bit about grit. I just finished the book Grit. I was telling you, I've been reading one. Angela, I want to say Duckworth. Or I feel like I've heard Duck of Duck something. I'm sorry, Angela. I don't know her last name. It's Duck something, but it's a really, really good book, and it talks about fortitude and pushing through and like staying consistent with whatever you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to painting, like we were just talking about, you have to be very focused on it, and it, it's tedious. Like You have to keep pushing through. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering... Like, what are some things, some techniques you use to, to stay motivated and to like, keep your mind on it and to, like, push through some of those things? Um, we were talking earlier, 75 hard. Yeah. That's definitely been a game changer. Like, I feel like I'm a completely different person from 75 days ago, like, at the end of it. Recently failed. Phase one, guys. This is another opportunity for you to learn from my mistakes and, like, just keep, How'd you fail, keep going anyway. I 
progress photo. He didn't take a picture in the, the bathroom on day like twenty something. Yeah, I was like in bed. I was like, all good to go. Knocked out, slump. And like, I look up in the morning. And I'm just like, <sighs> dude, that's honestly the most frustrating way. To start over. A picture. I'm trying to remember. I failed on day ten of phase one. And by the way, guys, getting through the first 75 days is no joke. It takes very, very extreme discipline. You have to mm. be very, very organized and on top of all your stuff. But I highly recommend that challenge. It changed my life, too. It it's really not got physical. me. It's, it's not definitely physical. not physical. It's all mental. It's a counterproduct, but... Yeah, I couldn't tell you yeah. how many times I would travel, and I'd have to work out like 4 or 5 in the morning, like go somewhere, travel, and then mm. have to work out like 11, 12 at night. And it's just, you don't want to do it. Did you ever Even want if you're to walking. Harder? Yeah, dude. So after, I mean, I don't know about your experience. I want to hear yeah, your yeah. experience. I'll, I'll keep talking about yeah. it. I mean, like, I'd be out running. It'd be, I'd be either sweating or it'd be raining. And I'm like, or not raining. I want it to rain. <laughs> or like, I'm sweating. I want it to get hotter. Right. Like, my legs are sore. I have really bad shin splints from it. That's the side effect I got from it, especially from like trying to run all the time. And uh, it's just, I wanted to run harder, but like my legs are about to give out. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely for me personally after about a month a little bit over a month i started getting into routine dude i was like crushing my workout in the morning and mm-hmm. i had this whole like thing planned out and i would just do it every day and it started to, it was it started to become yeah. easy like i started to get kind of complacent yeah. yes. and i was like yes. how can i make this more difficult for myself and then i started kind of adding stuff on or i just make sure my workouts are more intense or i'd go in the middle of the day stuff like that mm. and you saying like you get shin splints and things yeah. like something i did at first to help was i would do like yoga and then i would like like, I would keep, so I'd work out hard in the gym, and then I would, for my outdoor, I would do something to, like, stretch out or foam mm-hmm. roll, and then I'd run, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, I'd work in swimming, but mm-hmm. if I just kept running every Swimming's single day, workout. dude, oh, yeah, swimming. Yeah, I'd, me. like, walk every day, and, like, shin splints were real. Yeah, I couldn't do that, because that's what I was doing the first month, dude. Yeah. My legs were yeah. trashed. Yeah, destroyed. You talked about starting to get complacent in the program. It yeah. starts to get habitual, and that's where it starts to get easier, easier, and that taught me about living with intention. Because that's when like 75 hard really starts to make an impact is when you're actively thinking about the benefits of the things you don't want to do at that moment because like you're realizing the struggle is for a reason. 100%. And you're not just working through it because it's a habit now. You're working through with that goal in mind. Dude, that, I could agree. It helps a lot. Yeah, intention is everything. You have to have a reason behind it. If you're just going through the motions and you're not putting thought into what you're doing and trying to make it harder like paying attention to the details and you're not going to get the same benefit out of it mm-hmm. and the most important thing for me like it's those days where you're like i really don't want to get over now i really don't want to go work out right now but you do it anyway you feel so much better after and you're yeah. like all right i basically just leveled up i think of yeah. it as levels dude i don't know in my mind everything's like levels and like growing mm-hmm. so i'm like all right now now that i just did this like that was really hard for me mm-hmm. now it's going to become easier and now how can i yeah. get to that next that's thing? where the real growth happens so it's yeah. those days you don't want to get out of bed 100 percent all right, so how did you take all of the lessons you learned in that discipline from 75 Hard and apply it to artwork and what you do basically for a living, even though you're 19, which, by the way, I thought he was 21 for, like, months until he just told me he was 19 at this morning. What can I say? He's 19. <laughs> so, like, some of, the, some of the things you learned from the challenge, um, how do you apply them to your everyday life and your art? I'm looking at my list just to, like, remember myself I would never stay hydrated now I drink a gallon a day it always makes me get my workout in and part of the challenge is diet and I would never track my calories so now I'm much more conscious about what I have in my body 
and that alone can ruin your health or make you live super long like can change your overall mood your mental state there's so many things that come from diet and eating properly yeah. and it's just I'm, I'm so much more conscious about what I put in my body now I actively read sometimes I just skip days or months so now I'm like I didn't read I feel kind of right, weird yeah, I, get, I, miss I get tingly when I miss my things now so if like, I miss a workout I'm like I'm a piece I of feel, shit. Dude, I literally, because we're working out twice a day, but yeah. I'm just not working out at all. Yeah. I'm like, it's there's something change. wrong. Yeah. And I don't, working out gives me energy, dude. Mm, like, definitely. People, I actually had someone message me yesterday and they're like, dude, what do you do in the middle of the day when you get that like hump where you're really tired? I'm like, I work out. And he's like, doesn't that make you way more tired after? And I'm like, no, dude, it gives me, personally, it it's gives a cold me, cold shower. It gives me energy or a cold shower, yeah. but dude. Do you like the cold showers? I like it I in the morning. Like because oh, it's hard dude, in the morning. When you get up though and you take it and you get out of the shower and you're just like, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah. But no, the cold showers, like, they kind of suck sometimes. It does. The morning <laughs> the morning is the most crucial. Yeah. Sometimes I'm up at like 4.30 to paint and beat the sun. And like, those are the days when the cold shower is terrible. So Don't want to get up already. It's super early. It's black outside. The water is like yeah. terrible. Would you say this challenge has helped your artwork though? Because sometimes I think about it. And the challenge does take away from me working on my business sometimes because two workouts a day, that's a lot of time, bro. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, my discipline is so much better in my organization. And I'm like, it definitely balances out and it's going to help me so much more in the long term. So I was wondering if you think it, it's helped you oh, yeah. with everything yeah. or if it's... Speaking on time, like, it also made me realize how much more time there is in a day because I have to get my power list done and I also have to get this stuff done. I really have to tweak and rearrange and make everything work. So sometimes I just have like stagnant periods where I don't know where the heck the time went. It's probably on social media. But now I'm like, I gotta get this done. I just realized so much more how to like utilize the day. 100%, man. I hear people are like, oh, I have so much schoolwork. I'm like, bro, like, dude, we I have, have the same time. Work, business, doing all of this, like yeah. actually working. And I'm like, you don't even know time until you have to do something we like this, where every like day. 30 minute gap is like something. And you're like, gotta yeah. figure it out. But I think it's helped a lot of time management. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you think you've utilized the power list more accurately or more productively after doing 75 hard? Or like, so, were you doing it before? So I wasn't doing it before. I always wrote, every Sunday, my ritual is I write down everything I want to get done for the week. I break it down into like steps and I write it in like my Monday, like throughout my week. So I know what, like an overall, what I need to get done for the week and then like by day, what I want to get done. And then every day like I have my tasks, right? But I don't, I never did like five things so when I went to implement the powerless task, I didn't really understand exactly how they worked. I should have went back and watched did this episode. Did you listen to the podcast on that? Yeah, so I didn't listen to them at first, but I talked to so many people who did them. I just thought they were like tasks. So I was just like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to wake up before seven. I'm going to like meditate every day for this amount of time. And then I realized there's supposed to be goal, like little tasks get closer to your goals. Mm -hmm. So I started taking them and uh, making them more conducive to my work life and like my business, like, like creating content, uh, do this, connect with one new person. And I was like, all right, now it's really helping me get towards yeah. my goals. This is not just taking time away. And it started becoming a lot better for me. I like the word conducive. Conducive, That's you like up. that one? What did you think about the things that you see that seem unnecessary? Like I think the progress photo every day was so extra. And it's usually the thing that gets you. It's like, what yeah. do you think about the discipline that comes from the things that just seem irrelevant? Oh, are you interviewing me now, bro? Dude, got, it's a conversation, <laughs> man. I'm playing, I'm playing. Wait, so 
I think every... All right, so the progress picture, that's straight mental. He didn't do it because he wants you to be like, oh, yeah, dude, I can start... Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, coming yeah. in. <laughs> no, he wants you to do it because you have to remember to do it every single day. And like you just said, that is what trips people up. Yeah. It tripped you up and yeah. it's tripped a few of my friends exactly. up and some of my other buddies it's terrible. up. Cause you're, so what I would do is I'd take it every single... I'd get up out of bed, like half asleep. I'd take my progress picture and I'd try and... Uh, Right in the morning? Read? Yeah, right in the first thing. That okay. way I'd never have to forget. That's if I good. just do it right away. But I no. try to do it after my workout, so look. <laughs> I should have done that for sure. <laughs> but I don't know. There wasn't really... The reading, I didn't think it was unnecessary. I love reading. I do yeah. it anyways. The water keeps you... I feel a lot better when I drink water. I try and drink uh, three to four glasses in the morning. It's good. And it gets your body going. I think Ed drinks like a liter, like straight out of bed. Really? Yeah, yeah it's pretty intense. Have you read his Max Out book? I have. So good. Yeah. Um, my body thinks the two workouts a day is super excessive I think the second workout is a little excessive and that's where that mental mental part comes it's in again tough. the mindset part because mm. he knows and like they have to be separate so you really have to plan dude. oh my gosh there's been times I'm like it's 9 o'clock at night and I'm like I have two workouts bro so I'll like work out and then come home like eat and do a little work and then go work out again and it's just like sometimes it is excessive it feels mm. excessive I took the um, the outdoor workout as a kind of an opportunity to get out and explore more. So, like, I've been really getting around my neighborhood, finding spots I've never seen before, and just, like, utilizing the time outdoors because I'm a hermit when it comes to painting, so sometimes I'm just being inside all day, knocking out a painting, and it forces me outside. It forces me to new things, and it forces me to exercise outside. And it's just a bunch. It's like putting yourself in a new situation, just, like, learning your way around. I like I, that. I like the outdoors part. Lucky for you, this man lives like in Virginia. It's beautiful. We have a beautiful landscape to go exploring. We're I live cut. in the swamp. We're in the cut. There's not much to really explore unless I go drive somewhere. But yeah, man, I really like that. Uh, you see a lot of alligators? Dude, there's, if you look for them, they're there. They're dinosaurs. You don't have alligators here, dude. No, there's no. There's definitely no alligators uh, here. I saw an otter today. Oh, really? Yeah, That's pretty cool. <laughs> do you like getting up early? Yeah. I feel like I have a whole second day when I get up early. I get, what time do you get up? Usually 5.50 on like a regular day. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm working my way down. I actually started the challenge getting up at 8, and I've been decreasing it, and I'm at 7 right now. That's good. But I'm trying to work my way down to 6.30. It's just that with my roommates and everything, they go to sleep so late, dude, and it's, Keep you up. it's hard, bro. It's terrible. It's really hard. Like I feel like the day is like, lost when I get up, when I sleep in. Dude, by one o'clock, I'm like, I already just accomplished so much. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Wow, I feel like a whole weight's been lifted off my shoulders. And now I want to do more almost because I don't feel like I'm obligated. I have to. I'm like, mm -hmm. I get to. Yeah, yes. You know? Bro, that's such a good change. Yeah, dude, it feels so good. It's happening for you. When people wake up at 11, I'm like, man, I've already been working for five yeah. hours. You are so behind. The day feels so much more fresh, like when it's cooler outside and it's like just new. The sun hasn't come up. But I feel that. I love that part of it. Alright, serious question though. So, what do you think it takes to become the best at what you do? Like characteristics wise, like work, not work schedule, uh, I'm gonna pull work a self awareness like, card, hard work. Um, I don't know. What about in your industry specifically, art, being an artist? Because I feel like it's really competitive. How do you separate yourself and get that recognition? I think a lot of artists start, like, they create, 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 don't have any success. They find something that sells, and then they just run with it. Whether that means they stick at a consistent skill level for a while, just because it's what people are buying, they don't develop. I think that complacency and just thinking you're good 
just really stops the growth and that you stop ego, growing dude. as a Ego human. will kill you. Yeah. Seriously, like as soon as you think you're like you made it or you're like doing really good, that's when other people are gonna start putting in the work and catch up to you mm-hmm. and surpass you. Yeah, I was just curious because I feel like there's there's a lot of artists obviously, so like how do you how do you get that recognition? How do you one day like get into the certain museums and you said you were striving to be in some specific museums. How do you work your way up and get into this? I don't know. I'm at not all. in the museums yet. We gotta just take the opportunities as they present themselves. Do you know anyone who is? Personally? Like, yeah. Like the Louvre, I know it's like all old, old, old artists. Do you have to be in the industry, like put out so many paintings before you can get into it? Or could there just be a kid that's like 17 that's just a prodigy, just crushing it, like painting the most brilliant pictures you've ever seen that just gets this picture in the Louvre? Or is there like a whole process? Do you apply and stuff? How does I that believe work? there's like maybe three divisions. It's like people who do arts and crafts might be able to get into a gallery. There's people that sell things directly to the public. And then there's like the fine art circle with all the prestigious art leagues and all this stuff. And like those people over here are the ones that get into like the nice museums. And it's all about status. Okay. So where do you see yourself in like five and ten years? Are you, do you plan on going to art school? Is that a thing? No. For you, or do you just so for your personal growth? Like, what do you plan on doing to keep getting better at your painting? I definitely want to find some more mentors in every aspect of my life, like some more artistic ones, some like financial, like real estate, um, people that just have a good, healthy lifestyle. I got you. Yeah, here we go. Teaching me stuff. First day together, we got the ab workout. I'm gonna just keep saying it because I love it. But um, yeah, just finding those people that are better than me. Yeah. And I don't have a specific like. I can't tell time or the future so like I feel it I'm gonna be better I'm gonna be more developed as a person I'm gonna be more outgoing so if if you were to visualize yourself right now like I always I'm big into visualization I write down like alright this is like what I wanna be doing this is what I look like this is the people I'm surrounded with you know like what do you where do you see yourself in like five years would you still be living here would you still be like painting portraits who would you be painting portraits for who would you be surrounded by you know okay I definitely I can't say a specific person I'd be painting for, just people that specifically are interested in art because those are the people that feels the best when you give the art to because they appreciate it the most. So I'm going to have a bigger community of people that are actively searching for my art. It's going to be nice to give that to them, provide value to those people. I'm going to have more secure finances. I'm uh, actively building my library. I like that. So it's going to be a fat library. (laughs) Um, Definitely want to be showing in a lot more galleries. I will be showing in more galleries. And, um, just sell more work, get my name out there more. I feel that. So what if, like, a celebrity or someone big is like, Anthony, man, I love your portraits. I want you to do this for me. You go out, you meet him, and he's just a huge asshole. Would you still paint it for him? No. Because you respect, like, you want to give it to people who... Like, I'm so long-term. Yeah. Like, I'm going to paint... Like, I will not sacrifice the things that I'm interested in to be an entertainer. I like that. I was wondering because there's so many people on Instagram that are just like all they do is celebrity portraits and it's just to, it seems like it's to just get the likes or like self um, affirmation yeah and that they're good self gratification yeah so yeah there you go it's like just doing just doing it for other people it's entertainment yeah man I'm I'm not about that I'm all about authenticity and that's one of the reasons when I saw your profile and everything it wasn't really your profile it was like I started watching some of your stories and I'm you so go, active on the stories yeah and you go through your life and what you're doing and I'm like damn this kid is so authentic do you like that? dude I, I love that I, the people I, I only really follow people and like watch their stuff if they're showing their, how their life actually is 
That's really and cool. And their, their journey, dude, because that's the real stuff. And I want to see, like, what people are actually going through and, like, the struggles they're facing. And a lot of people only post the highlights and all the great things, like, they're accomplishing, but they're not like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, last week I had a terrible week. Like, I was depressed. And... Right over there, I got declined from the BMFA um, fellowship program, and I just stuck it to my wall so I can remember. Oh yeah, dude. Use that as motivation to drive you. Yeah. Do you like it more when I'm like talking to the camera or like just showing my day? I like. Or is there I even think, a difference? I think it's like is there both. a difference? I mean, as long if you're showing your day and you're like, it's all this is what I'm doing. Like, I like when you're like, all right, yeah. So for you guys, like, this is what my picture is. I'm putting like the clear coat on it now. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude. Not only is that like cool to see because I don't know how art works, so I get mm. to see like what goes into it. But then also, that's nice to watch. <laughs> that's cool. I like to hear it. Oh yeah, dude. So a question I ask everyone who's on the interview show is if you had some advice or encouragement to give someone out there who they have big dreams, big aspirations, and they want to do something massive with their life, like something that both of us strive for, but they're afraid of what their parents think, they're afraid of what society thinks, and they're afraid of failing, what advice would you give them to go out and you know take action towards what they want? I definitely get over the fear of failing. Um, that's one of the best opportunities you have to learn is learning from your failures and really reflecting on them and also you need to strive to be your best not your parents best not your friends best not the market's best even though the market can definitely reflect how good you're doing and like what people actively want to buy but eventually you'll strike your best and you'll just it'll be a snowball effect to where you just keep getting better and better and hopefully more self-aware and like how you're actually doing i love some people are like delusional on how good they are Dude, you have to be real and honest with yourself, too. Like, brutally honest. I wonder, like, Gary's always shouting out self-awareness, and I'm wondering, like, do, some people could definitely have diluted self-awareness, and, like, how do you come up, like, how do you find the true self-awareness? I mean, I find self-awareness through meditation. Do you meditate at all? I have. So, I mean, something, there's a difference between, like, meditating people are, like, you have to just, like, sit in a corner, like, listen to music, and be like, oh, but that's yeah. not really how it is. Meditation is all about self-awareness and like getting to know yourself and your, yeah. like filtering your thoughts and just being present in the moment you could meditate by going for a walk without your phone and just listening to nature and stuff like that mm. it's just all about self-awareness all right i just started to integrate a new little component to the interview we're going to be doing a lightning round five questions five answers as fast as you can whatever comes to your mind all right and yeah let's, let's get goes. started <laughs> all right so number one favorite cartoon Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. If you had to live off of only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. Oranges. Oranges? Yeah. <laughs> what? Would you, would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time every day for 10 seconds? Reverse? Reverse one decision you make every single day or stop time for 10 seconds every single day? Stop time. Stop time for 10 yeah. seconds. All right, you can only have one item with you on a deserted island. What would it be? Genie in a bottle. Genie in a bottle? There you go. Three wishes, right? <laughs> All right. Would you rather end the life of a single human being or kill 100 cute baby animals? Hmm. How bad's the person? Dude, you don't know. You got to kill person. them, though. So you're going to kill a human being. This man is a murderer. He'll watch out for him. He's crazy. <laughs>
that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take away some tremendous value from it. Now, I want to remind you that knowledge is only power if you make the effort to actually take action and implement it into your daily life. I can assure you, if you just listen to the podcast, take zero notes, and don't make an effort to take the practical tools we provide you and put it into daily practice, 90% of the info will be out the window within a week. Guaranteed. It's just how it works. So do me a favor and review your notes to see how you can implement what you just learned from the podcast. It will help you tremendously. So as a bonus, every week I'll be picking one person on Instagram who screenshots the podcast and tags at real underscore driven to give away one piece of RD merch of your choosing. Hats, shirts, whatever you guys like. So with that being said, I hope you all have a kick-ass day and I'll see you next time.